Hello and welcome to this episode of Take 15. I am Lauren Foster, Content Director at CFA Institute, and I am delighted today to have Carla Harris with me. Uh, Carla is a Managing Director and Vice Chairman of Global Wealth Management at Morgan Stanley, where she also serves as a Senior Client Advisor. Carla is also an accomplished singer and author of two books, Expect to Win, and most recently, Strategize to Win. Welcome, Carla. Hi. Thank you very much for well, being here. Thank you. Um, so we're at the Women in Investment Management Conference, and we're talking a lot about diversity as a competitive advantage, with women being the universal diversifier. What's the business case uh, for diversity in the corporate world? Yes, thank you very much for that question. I, as I think about all of the industries that make mm -hmm. up corporate America, there is not one industry where innovation is not a dominant competitive parameter. So in my mind, the mm -hmm. case for diversity is really easy, and it goes like this. If you are competing around innovation and you need that one idea that will allow you to obtain and retain a leadership mm -hmm. position, you need a lot of different ideas in the room in order to get to that one innovative mm -hmm. idea because innovation is born from ideas. If you need a lot of different ideas in the room, you therefore need a lot of perspectives in the room yeah. because ideas are born from perspectives. Mm -hmm. If you need a lot of different perspectives in the room, you need a lot of different experiences in the room mm -hmm. because perspectives are born from experiences. Mm -hmm. And if you need a lot of different experiences in the room, you have to start with a lot of different people yeah. in the room because experiences are born mm -hmm. from people. So to get to that one innovative idea that will allow you to lead, mm -hmm. you must start with right. a lot of different people in the room. Therein right. lies the business case Absolutely. So you're clearly a survivor. So this summer, is it 28 years on Wall Street? Yes. And along the way, you've earned what you call these sort of hard-earned, hard-learned pearls of wisdom. Yes. Um, you talk about the three of them. There's power of authenticity, the fear, and the importance of taking risks. Mm -hmm. And perception is the co-pilot to reality. Can you tell us more about these three pearls and why they're so important to success? Yes, I think they're very important. First of all, let me talk about the risk pearl, the importance of taking risks. Mm -hmm. You need to be comfortable taking risks because it says to the marketplace that you're comfortable with change. Yeah. And change is the one constant that you will have in your professional career. I don't mm -hmm. care what career you're in. Yeah. And it's also a fact of life in yes. business mm -hmm. is change. But And you can't be so afraid that you don't take the risk because you won't be in a position of giving your clients the best advice. Right. Because sometimes you have to take the risk of telling them something that they don't want to hear right. or that you think they may not like, mm -hmm. but yet it is the right advice. Mm -hmm. And if you're going to be the consummate professional, you always will give yes. the right advice, especially if you're in financial services. Mm -hmm. So you have to understand that anytime you approach anything in your life from a position of fear, you will always underpenetrate that. So if you get a new opportunity but you're afraid yeah. of whether or not you'll be successful, you won't really go for it. Right. So you won't be able to maximize all of what you could get out of that mm -hmm. particular opportunity. Perception is important because 
people will deal with you based on the perception that they have about you. Mm -hmm. So the reality could be that you're very, very smart, but they don't perceive that you will give them the right idea. They don't perceive that you are smart. So they may not even approach you for your ideas or your right. perspective because of the perception that they have with you. So you need to be self-aware enough to understand how people are perceiving you. Mm -hmm. But if you want to maximize your success in any seat, the key is to understand what are the success factors associated? What are the adjectives associated with that seat? Yeah. So that you behave and speak using those adjectives. Mm -hmm. And when you are not in the room mm -hmm. and people wanna say, oh, well, how is Jane or how is Paul? Mm -hmm. Because you have behaved consistently around those adjectives, they will start to describe you in that way. Mm -hmm. And you want them to describe you consistent with the adjectives that are associated with success, mm -hmm. if you wanna maximize your success in that role. And authenticity is so important because it's your distinct competitive advantage. Right. Nobody can be you the way that you can be you. Mm -hmm. So when you want to make sure that you are managing a relationship or frankly even holding a relationship mm -hmm. in a proprietary way, the only way you can do that is if you bring the real you to the table mm -hmm. because that is something that no one else can duplicate. Absolutely. In your new book, Strategize to Win, you write about performance currency and relationship currency. Can you explain a bit more about those two concepts? Yes, performance currency is the currency that is generated from your delivering an outstanding job for mm -hmm. whatever you've been asked to do and then a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And performance currency is important for three reasons. Number one, it will get you noticed in the environment, mm -hmm. particularly early on. Number two, it will get you paid and promoted. And number three, it may even attract a sponsor. Mm -hmm. But it is my contention that over time that performance currency starts to deteriorate right. because now people assume that you're going to always do a great job. Right. You have created a new standard of excellence. Yeah. So there is no premium associated with your delivery. Yeah. Relationship currency is that currency that's generated from the investments that you make in the people in your environment. Mm -hmm. And it is important for three reasons. Mm -hmm. Number one, it gives you the ability to make the outsized ask. You can ask for the promotion. Right. You can ask for the increase in pay or for the raise, even in tough environments where supposedly there are no raises or there are no bonuses. It also gives you the ability to get the great male Koopa. You're gonna make a mistake. But if you have strong relationships in your environment, they don't have to be career-limiting mm -hmm. mistakes. And the second thing that it will do, it will expose you to other relationships. Mm -hmm. If you have strong relationships within your environment, you can use that currency to get access to a different client or to get access to someone else in your environment that mm -hmm. may give you a new position or, again, that may give you mm -hmm. a raise. Be, so many people make the mistake and say, well, I'm just going to let my work speak for me. But the work right. doesn't speak. You have to put it in context, and the only way to put it in context mm -hmm. is via the relationships that you have in mm -hmm. your environment. So speaking about relationships, I'm curious to hear a bit about the first time you were somebody else's boss and mm -hmm. uh, what mistakes you made or what you learned from that experience. Yes. The biggest thing that I learned is that, uh, especially if the person that you are managing is an exer or a millennial, is that they do need to have the reinforcement, mm -hmm. to know that they've done a good job. And you need to be very clear about that. As boomers, we came into an environment uh, not necessarily getting the, the accolades or getting the praise or getting the reinforcement. You kind of knew that if you weren't getting fired or somebody didn't dress you down, then you probably were doing a good job because the traditionalists communicated that way. But right. that is not the way the millennials and the Xers have been communicated with it for their entire right. lives. So I, I quickly learned that I needed to reinforce okay. uh, and that I needed to, to give support around okay. their contribution.
And so how has your leadership style evolved over time? Um, I guess, what do you know about leadership today that you perhaps didn't know five or 10 years ago? Oh, absolutely. And I define leadership around the words, uh, the, excuse me, the, the letters in the word leader. So I'll be quick about that. Good leaders provide leverage mm -hmm. and they also know that they can get great ideas from the people that are working with them. So okay. it's your job to create an environment where people want to contribute. Right. The E stands for efficiency. Mm -hmm. If you're a good leader, you need to create an efficient process. Mm -hmm. It should never be a mystery for the people who are working with right. you to know what success means for you. Mm -hmm. A is about authenticity. When you bring your authentic yeah. self to the table, you empower all those that are working with you to bring their authentic self to the table. Right. And where they can really be them, they will contribute mm -hmm. the best every time. The D is about being decisive and also about diversity. Mm -hmm. And the other E is about being engaged. And that was a big one for me because I tend to let people do their own thing. Right. But I realized that if you want to create retention, you have to engage. You yes. really have to engage. And the R is about creating an environment where people are comfortable taking risks. Mm -hmm. So I would say that I would not have defined it that way five years ago, let alone 10 okay. years ago. And with that formula, I think that I've become a, a much better leader. Interesting. And so how do you hire? I mean, what questions do you ask from job candidates and what mm -hmm. are you looking for? Yes, that's a great question. I tend to rely on my instincts about whether or not this person is, is good in terms of fit. Whenever you're interviewing someone, there's three things you look for. Can do, mm -hmm. and you pretty much have already made a decision that they could do the job. Right. From the, from the resume, or you wouldn't have brought them in. Right. The will do is about figuring out what motivates them. Are they mm -hmm. selectively motivated? If it's a successful project, they're all over it. But if it's a mundane project, they, want, they don't want to do it. Yeah. So I'm trying to figure out what motivates you. The will do. Yeah. The last thing I'm trying to figure out is the fit. Mm -hmm. You know, do they, are, do they have an attitude of perseverance? Yes. Um, is there a team orientation? Um, if they make a mistake, mm -hmm. will they bounce back easily or mm -hmm. does it shut them down? Are they tenacious? Right. You know, so those are some of the things that I'm really looking for when I'm interviewing people. Okay. So Greg is getting from the micro picture to sort of a bigger picture now. Um, what one change do you think could have the biggest impacts on women rising to the top mm -hmm. of management? The one change that would make a big difference is to have more women in senior positions, which means uh, you may have to interrupt the pipeline, mm. right? If you just wait until people are coming through right. the pipeline, it yeah. could take a long time. But if you say, no, we need to have somebody up there now, and you promote somebody, and again, who's qualified? We're, we're, let's just level set and say the person yeah. has to be good. Yes. So we're not talking about any compromises on quality at all. Right. But if you put a woman in a position of leadership, uh, then you will have more women that will be aspiring mm -hmm. to that because they now say, I see that mm -hmm. I could be successful. Yes. And that is attractive. Well, there's a line we've been hearing a lot. It's uh, visibility is validity. Yeah. And it sounds a bit like what you've been saying That's today. exactly right. Great. Those are all great insights, Carla. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank and you. Thank you for watching. Copyright 2015 CFA Institute. This program is designed to give accurate and authoritative information in regard to the subject matter covered. It is distributed with the understanding that CFA Institute is not engaged in rendering legal, accounting, tax, investment, or other expert advice. If legal advice or other expert assistance is required, the services of a competent professional should be sought.